welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. Where there is a lack of love and knowledge of the spirit of the living God within any of us, may the great I Am and the great central sun radiate those eternal light rays of life upon all humanity on earth, opening our eyes, hearts, and minds, and quickening our spirits, filling us with the love and knowledge of that eternal light that will never fail us so that we begin to comprehend, all of us, the importance of loving one another and of being loved to all creation. Amen. And remember, do your own research and follow the directives of your own mighty I Am Presence. Give thanks and praises for love and life Y'all be loved. Among the manuscripts of Levi, We have found a most remarkable paper describing the transfer of dominion from the Piscean Age to the Aquarian Age, but it is difficult to determine whether it is a recital of facts or a prophetic statement. In spirit I was caught away into the realms of Akasha, I stood alone within the circle of the sun. And there I found the secret spring that opens up the door to wisdom and an understanding heart. I entered in and then I knew. I saw the four and twenty cherubim and seraphim that guard the circle of the sun, the mighty ones who were proclaimed by masters long ago the four and twenty ancient ones. What are the Akashic records? Akasha is a Sanskrit word, and means primary substance, that out of which all things are formed. According to Aquarian philosophy, it is the first stage of the crystallization of spirit. This philosophy recognizes the fact that all primordial substance is spirit, That matter is spirit moving at a lower rate of vibration, becoming, as one master expressed it, a coagulum. This akashic, or primary substance, is of exquisite fineness, and is so sensitive that the slightest vibrations of an ether any place in the universe, registers an indelible impression upon it. This primal substance is not relegated to any particular part of the universe but is everywhere present. It is in very fact the universal mind of which our metaphysicians speak. When the mind of man is in exact accord with the universal mind, man enters into a conscious recognition of these Akashic impressions and may collect them and translate them into any language of earth with which he is familiar. In the infinite one manifest, we note the attributes of force, intelligence, and love, and a person may be in full accord with one of these attributes and not with the others. One may enter fully into the spirit of the God of force, and not be imbued with the spirit of intelligence, or one may be wholly absorbed with the spirit of divine love and be far removed from both intelligence and force. Furthermore, a person may enter fully into the consciousness of holy breath or supreme intelligence and be not at all in rapport with either love or force. Knowledge is not gained through the spirit of either force or love. 
It is only from universal mind, which is supreme intelligence, called by Oriental scholars the Akashic Records, and by Hebrew masters, the Book of God's Remembrance, that knowledge of any kind can be obtained. Consciousness, we note three phases of it. 1. Consciousness of the omnipotence of God and man. 2. Christ consciousness or consciousness of divine love. 3. Consciousness of the holy breath or of supreme intelligence. We must bear in mind that one of these phases of consciousness does not necessarily imply either of the others. People are frequently found who are completely filled with the love of God, are far advanced in the science of Christ consciousness, who are absolutely ignorant, have not the slightest conception of the laws of natural things or of spiritual things, are not in rapport with the great teacher which is the Holy Spirit. The Akashic Records, the imperishable records of life, known as the Akashic Records, are wholly in the domain of supreme intelligence, or universal mind, and the Akashic Record reader must be in such close touch with the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Breath, as the ancient masters call this spirit of supreme intelligence, that every thought vibration is instantly felt in every fiber of his being. Since all space is charged with the vibrations of thoughts of all kinds, how may the Akashic Record reader differentiate and gather only the thoughts and life events of a particular person or group of persons? Every person has his own distinct vibration, and when the reader fully understands the law of discrimination, his whole being is tuned for the reception of the one particular tone and rhythm, and it is impossible for any other tone or rhythm to make the slightest impression upon him. This principle is demonstrated in wireless telegraphy. It required many years for Levi to learn the law of differentiation, and to come in rapport with the tones and rhythms of Jesus of Nazareth, Enoch, and Melchizedek and their co-laborers. But under the direction of the spirit of supreme intelligence, he has attained unto this accomplishment, and now he instantly feels in all his being the slightest vibrations that come from any of these great centers, and of course, all of his transcriptions are true to the letter. The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ, by Levi H. Dowling, 1920. Isis Unveiled, Chapter 15. Why should the pious Roman Catholic turn away in disgust at the heathen practices of the Hindu Tamil, for instance? We have witnessed the miracle of San Gennaro, in good old Naples, and we have seen the same in Narkarkoil, in India. Where is the difference? The coagulated blood of the Catholic saint is made to boil and fume in its crystal bottle, to the gratification of the Lazzaroni, and from its jeweled shrine, the martyr's idol beams radiant smiles and blessings at the Christian congregation. On the other hand, a ball of clay filled with water, is stuffed into the open breast of the god Saran, and while the padre shakes his bottle and produces his miracle of blood, the Hindu priest plunges an arrow into the god's breast, and produces his miracle, for the blood gushes forth in streams and the water is changed into blood. Both Christians and Hindus fall in raptures at the sight of such a miracle. So far, we do not see the slightest difference. But can it be that the pagan learned the trick from San Gennaro? No, oh, Sclepius, says Hermes, that is the highest one is the father of the celestial gods, so is man the artisan of the gods who reside in the temples, and who delight in the society of mortals. Faithful to its origin and nature, humanity perseveres in this imitation of the divine powers, and, if the Father Creator has made in his image the eternal gods, mankind in its turn makes its gods in its own image. And dost thou speak of statues of gods, O Trismegistus? 
Verily, I do, Asclepius, and however great thy defiance, perceivest thou not that these statues are endowed with reason, that they are animated with a soul, and that they can operate the greatest prodigies. How can we reject the evidence, when we find these gods possessing the gift of predicting the future, which they are compelled to tell, when forced to it by magic spells, as through the lips of the divines and their visions? It is the marvel of marvels that man could have invented and created gods. True, the faith of our ancestors has erred, and in their pride, they fell into error as to the precise essence of these gods, but they have still found out that art themselves. Powerless to create soul and spirit, they evoke the souls of angels and demons in order to introduce them into the consecrated statues, and so make them preside at their mysteries, by communicating to idols their own faculty to do good as well as evil. H.P. Blavatsky It is not antiquity alone which is full of evidence that the statues and idols of the gods, at times, exhibited intelligence and locomotive powers. Full in the 19th century, we see the papers recording the capers played by the statue of the Madonna of Lourdes. This gracious lady, the French Notre Dame, runs away several times to the woods adjoining her usual residence, the parish church. The sexton is obliged to hunt after the runaway and bring her home more than once. After this begins a series of miracles, healing, prophesying, letter dropping from on high, and what not. These miracles are implicitly accepted by millions and millions of Roman Catholics, numbers of these belonging to the most intelligent and educated classes. Why then, should we disbelieve in testimony of precisely the same character, given as to contemporary phenomena of the same kind, by the most accredited and esteemed historians, by Titus Livy, for instance? Juno, would you please abandon the walls of Ve and change this abode for that of Rome? Inquires of the goddess a Roman soldier, after the conquest of that city. Juno consents, and nodding her head in token of acquiescence, her statue answers, yes, I will. Furthermore, upon their carrying off the figure, it seems to instantly lose its immense weight, adds the historian, and the statue seems rather to follow them than otherwise. With naivete, and a faith bordering on the sublime, De Musos, bravely rushes into the dangerous parallels, and gives a number of instances of Christian, as well as heathen miracles of that kind. He prints a list of such walking statues of saints and madonnas, who lose their weight, and move about as so many living men and women, and presents unimpeachable evidence of the same, from classical authors, who describe their miracles. He has but one thought, one anxious and all-overpowering desire, to prove to his readers that magic does exist, and that Christianity beats it flat. Not that the miracles of the latter are either more numerous, or more extraordinary, or suggestive than those of the pagans. Not at all, and he is a fair historian as to facts and evidence. But it is his arguments and reflections that are priceless, one kind of miracle is produced by God, the other by the devil. He drags down the deity and placing him face to face with Satan, allows the arch enemy to beat the creator by long odds. Not a word of solid evident proof to show the substantial difference between the two kinds of wonders. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 Beloved of my heart, we are very, very happy at the inner level when you are strong and powerful and courageous, and when you are fearless before the forces of this world. 
therefore, hesitate not to stand your ground against everything that has no right to live. Try to feel always that when there is anything that tries to deprave mankind or destroy that which God has given to lift mankind to greater perfection, then know with every fiber of your being that those destructive creations of mankind have no right to live, because they are not given authority of God to come into existence. Someday you must take your stand and have the discrimination at the inner level, to know whether a thing is the part of the eternal divine plan or is not. I want to take up the explanation of something tonight that I trust will clear your minds in many ways, because we have never entered very deeply into it, and yet, it's time now that you understood for your own protection. You have often heard us speak of the etheric record of a thing. The etheric substance of your own outer self is the finest substance, so to speak, of the physical world, in the atomic structure of the body and of the mental and feeling body, which each of you has. That etheric record, originally, before mankind created discord, held the divine pattern of the perfection of eternity for your entire life stream until your ascension. That contained the original divine plan of your activities through your journeys in the physical world through all your embodiments. But the etheric substance is, by its natural creation, able to take the record of discord, and those are the records that we have spoken of to be consumed, destructive records. It will retain the constructive ones, and that always produces light within the body, when the destructive records are completely consumed. Then the body itself begins to radiate a light that is visible and tangible to the physical senses or the physical sight of life, whether it be the life of a human being, or animal life in the outer world. All life sees the light when the etheric body is purified. Beloved Lady Master Nada, Now, when you hear us, or sometimes others, speak of the Akashic Records, that is a different thing. The Akashic Records are of the universe, and they are recorded in the eternal light substance that abides throughout creation. They hold the eternal divine record of that which is to be and does not take destructive records. That is simply the location, so to speak, of the divine plan of creation, and contains for all time ahead, eons of time, that which is to be manifested in a system of worlds and in an individual life stream, because that is the pattern that is also contained within the heart flame of your electronic body and the higher mental body of your blessed I am presence. That is also contained within the permanent atom of your own heart. Now that will not take destructive records. Sometimes people who do not understand the difference between these two ways and means of recording what has occurred in outer manifestation, many times call the etheric record, the Akashic record. But they are not the same, and I want to make that clear tonight, so you will not become confused when we begin to call forth at a certain time, the Akashic records of that which must come into being, as the incoming civilization that is to become permanent in this world, beginning first in the United States of America. Now then, the Akashic record of each one's own life stream, if you will keep the outer self alert, will unfold within you from time to time by the command of the higher mental body, and you will just naturally build its perfection out here, when the outer self is kept purified and obedient to the requirements of the mighty I in presence. But let me make this clear to you, unascended beings, through certain attunement, can read, sometimes, the etheric record. But they cannot read the Akashic record. Only an ascended being can read for centuries ahead, the records of life and that which is to be. So, don't let anybody claim to read the Akashic record. When they do, just know they are not telling you the truth, unless it be an ascended being. The only record that the outer self can read or see, is the etheric record. Sometimes it is constructive and sometimes it is not. And that's where the trouble comes. Beloved Lady Master Nada.
When people get caught up in the psychic plane and begin to see things, because they see them doesn't mean that they are the eternal truth of existence by any means. I want to give this information tonight for your protection. When people come and claim they can do those things, you have the knowledge of the truth of the law, so don't believe them. If you want to fulfill the Akashic record of your own life stream and outpicture its manifestation that brings eternal happiness and perfection and beauty to all the universe, then call your beloved I Am Presence to fulfill its own divine plan through you and manifest the Ascended Master's perfection everywhere in this world. And just do that with great devotion and humility and love and purity to your presence, and don't brag about it. This is a very sacred power. The purer and more obedient the outer self, the more the presence will naturally fulfill its own divine pattern through you in the outer, till the outer self becomes more like the higher mental body until the two blend into one. If I were you, I would take the stand that your higher mental body stand your guard, annihilate all destructive etheric records, and never let you see one. Then you will have certain protection. But if you become curious about the etheric record of someone else, you'll certainly step into deep water from which you will not extricate yourself, because people do these things of their own free will. And if they open themselves to that attunement, even an ascended master will not close the door, because they do it of their own free will, in deliberate defiance to the knowledge and truth of the law that has been told mankind throughout all ages, from the very beginning. There is no time through the centuries in which mankind have not been told the eternal truth of the law of the whole universe, and the conditions that are manifesting today are created deliberately by defiance against that which was the truth given in the beginning, by which all manifestation could have been kept the perfection of the Ascended Master's octave. Beloved Lady Master Nada